0: listening to Night
1: Hi and welcome to a special Easter edition of Nightlight. Over the next one hour, I'm going to share with you some of my favourite Easter songs and inspirations. Got a lot to share with you, so let's get started right away with the first song, a beautiful devotional rendition by C. La of a favourite hymn that's particularly meaningful at Easter.
2: There is a fountain filled with blood no. Oh. sins away.
1: rendition of that classic hymn there is a fountain that's Sila.
3: with music to calm and soothe your soul you're listening to nightlight
1: the easter celebration what does it really mean by curtis peter van gorda easter is the most important christian festival of the year celebrating Jesus' resurrection three days after his crucifixion. Like Christmas, the meaning of Easter can be obscured by our traditions, which are often hand-me-downs from our pagan past. The published results of a poll conducted by Australia's Sun Herald newspaper, in which people were asked what Easter meant to them, were in this order. Chocolate Easter eggs, 54%. A long weekend holiday thirty nine percent, the Royal Easter Show twenty one per cent a religious occasion twenty percent. Sydney's Roman Catholic Archbishop lamented For many, Easter has no religious significance at all. It's just another secular festival. The Easter bunny, lots of chocolates, Easter hunts? Where did it all start? Some scholars believe the name Easter comes from Easter the Anglo-Saxon name of a Teutonic goddess of spring and fertility. Her festival was celebrated on the day of the spring equinox, March 21st. The rabbit was a symbol of fertility due to its high rate of reproduction. At this festival, vividly colored eggs, representing the bright sunlight of spring, were given as gifts or used in egg-rolling contests. Eggs were rolled at one another, and the egg that remained uncracked the longest was the winner. Yet, despite its pagan past, today Easter also has many meaningful traditions celebrated around the world. Greek Orthodox children are sometimes seen tapping red-dyed eggs together. One child says, "'Christ is risen,' and the other replies, "'Yes, he has really risen.'" In Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, USA, the Moravian trombone band plays hymns around the city before dawn on Easter to call their flock to attend a sunrise service in the old Monrovian cemetery. At the service, the trombones rock out with joy as the sun peaks above the horizon. Easter is intertwined with spring in the northern hemisphere. New plants are shooting up everywhere at this time. I remember the beauty of the dogwood and magnolia trees blooming in all their glory, filling the air with their sweet scent at Easter. In Japan, I saw wild lilies sprouting up in many uncultivated fields during spring. The lily is a favorite symbol of Easter that is often used for decorations at this time. The pure white blossoms remind us how Jesus took us, dirty as we were, and washed us clean. As the lilies sprout after a long winter, so Christ gives us new life through the hope of His resurrection. Candles are burned during many Easter celebrations. In Russia, Orthodox Christians hold a prayer vigil service on Easter Eve. A large lit candle on the altar represents Jesus being the light of the world. This candle is in turn used to light each worshippers candle. This tradition represents the spreading of Jesus' light throughout the world. Many people around the world would dramatize the Easter story in passion plays. Perhaps the most famous passion play is performed by the villagers of Oberammergau in southern Germany. It was first performed in 1634 by the village in gratitude for being spared from destruction by a plague. With only three exceptions, the play has been performed every ten years since 1680. In Eastern European countries, a lamb is an important symbol of Easter. Many people serve lamb for the Easter feast or make a lamb-shaped cake. Jesus is referred to numerous times in the New Testament as the Lamb of God. It is quite amazing that on the very day that Jesus was crucified, the Passover lamb was being sacrificed in the Jewish temple. Sacrificial Passover lambs needed to be without blemish, Exodus 12, verse 5. Christians believe that Jesus was without sin, and his death purchased forgiveness of sin and salvation for all who will accept him as their Savior. Upon seeing Jesus, John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God Who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Because he rose from the dead. We also have the promise of eternal life in heaven. After we die. Easter is a time to celebrate new beginnings. Let Jesus touch your life. If he hasn't already. And he will give you not only heaven hereafter. But also a wonderful new start. here. And now. Well, it's been a while since I played this next song on Nightlight, but it's another one particularly appropriate for Easter. This is Haven Sutton. You are alive.
3: In these moments when everybody's gone And I feel so alone it's so dark here Not a spark here To warm the cold in my
4: soul I
3: want to reach out and touch you I want you to feel me I want to hold you
1: Nice to hear that again, especially at Easter. That's Haven Sutton. Well, every Easter, I like to point out to my listeners something very interesting about Good Friday. And this is a good example how church and Christian tradition can be at variance with the Scriptures. Now, if you read the Scripture, you'll see in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, that Jesus said, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Of course, he went there to preach to the spirits in prison, according to Peter. So three days and three nights. Now, we know that Jesus was resurrected early Sunday morning. So if you go back three days and three nights, you arrive at Thursday, don't you? There's no way it could be friday that would be possibly three days and two nights and there's another proof of this and that's in the story of the two disciples who met jesus they didn't know it was jesus at first on the road to Emmaus, and they said to him haven't you heard what happened in jerusalem three days ago well this was also on sunday so if you're on Sunday and you're talking about something that happened three days ago, you're not talking about something that happened on Friday. You're talking about something that happened on Thursday. And as I said, that's a good example of how church and Christian tradition can be at odds with what you read in the scriptures.
4: I met a lamb by the road, it was dancing. Here in my city, the answer for the asking A dove came down to singin', well she sang They both laughed and sang and danced the same The lamb let out a cry, it was bleeding Oh my God, cried the ground beneath me trembling up and swallowed
1: in there with a beautiful version of that song called the lamb
0: i feel all right when i'm listening to nightlight Nightlight. you're tuned in to nightlight
1: what jesus did on easter jesus did a wonderful thing for us but just how does this translate into everyday experience A story told by G.G. Chavidian in More Stories from the Heart explains what can be yours because Jesus died and rose again on Easter. In the story, there was a priest who suffered terribly over a sin he had committed as a young man because he thought God could not forgive him. One day, he heard of an elderly lady who had visions and even talked with the Lord during these visions. And finally, he gathered enough courage to visit her. Over a cup of tea, he asked if she could ask the Lord a question for him. The woman looked at the priest a little curiously. She would never been asked this before. Yes, I would be happy to, she answered. What do you want me to ask him? Well, the priest began, would you please ask him what sin it was that your priest committed as a young man? The woman, quite curious now, readily agreed. A few weeks passed, and the priest again went to visit this woman. After another cup of tea, he cautiously, timidly asked, Have you had any visions lately? The woman said that she had, and that she'd asked the Lord what sin the priest had committed as a young man. The priest, nervous and afraid, hesitated a moment and then asked, Well, what did the Lord say? The woman looked up into the face of her priest and replied gently, The Lord told me he could not remember. The Bible tells us that because Jesus took the punishment for our sins, God does not remember them against us anymore. I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin. No more, the Lord tells us in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 34. Jesus did a good job, didn't he? Here's another song that fits well with the Easter theme. This is James McCullum. No Price
5: Too High. I walked the world alone And I called no place my home Longing for companionship Just as I see In human flesh My will put to the test The questions that pass through your head Pass through mine too Many a night spent on my face Searching answers, seeking grace How could I fulfill for you All I was meant to As I struggled there I saw a vision of you here And nothing on earth or in hell Could stop the choice that I made Who am I? I lived, I died I felt pain, I cried And my heart went out to those this world pushes aside I was denied, crucified, but all hell I defied, just to have you here, no price was too high.
1: No price too high, you're listening to a special Easter edition of Nightlight.
2: Jesus loves you. Loves you. Jesus loves you.
1: The simple message that changed the world forever was this one. He is not here, he is risen. Easter is about the meaning of our lives, it's about human purpose, it's about eternity. That understanding often gets lost in the day-to-day busyness of living. We get caught up in the hectic pursuits and graspings of life, totally consumed and directed by the pushes and pulls of the world around us. Not only unable to break free, but unaware we are captive. Easter is about resurrection, his and ours. But the very notion of resurrection is rejected by the intellectual gurus among us. Death is the end, they say. It would take a miracle to bring back the dead, and there are no miracles. If a miracle is that which transcends the ability of science to explain, it may safely be said that each of us is a walking around miracle. And all that we see, all that we hear, and all that we touch are miracles. We yearn for understanding and we are impelled toward the heavens by an implanted homing instinct. Oh, if there were only some vantage point, some philosophical place where we could step back and away from ourselves, some place where we could stand and see ourselves clearly in the perspective of all creation and in the perspective of eternity. Christians have found such a place, and the joy of its finding shines in their faces. From that place, they see that the full meaning of their lives is to be worked out, fulfilled, and understood not in the span of a lifetime, but in the framework of forever. That is the essence of Easter. The words resonate throughout all of creation. He is not here. He is risen.
0: Sleeplessness and rose at every sound. Half in hopeless sorrow and half in fear the day would find the soldiers breaking through to drag us all away. And just before the sunrise I heard something at the wall. The gate began to rattle and a voice began to call. I hurried to the window, looked down into the street Expecting swords and torches and the sound of soldiers' feet
2: But there was no
0: one there but Mary, so I went down to let her in John stood there beside me as she told me where she'd been She said they moved him in the night And none of us knows where The stone's been rolled away And now his body isn't there What I did not know John believed a miracle But I just turned to go Circumstance and speculation Couldn't lift me very high Cause I'd seen them crucify him Then I saw him die Back inside the house again The guilt and anguish came Everything I had promised him Just added to my shame When at last it came to choices I denied I knew his name And even if he was alive It wouldn't be the same But suddenly the air was filled With a strange and sweet perfume Life that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room, and Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide, and I fell down on my knees, and I just clung to him and cried, then he raised me to my feet, and as I looked into his eyes, the love was shining out from him like sunlight. From the skies, guilt in my confusion disappeared in sweet release, and every fear. I
1: That song, I just love that song. Has to be my all-time favourite Easter song ever. That's Dolly Parton, He's Alive. Nightlight.
3: You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world.
1: Well, the lyrics to that song, He's Alive, about the empty tomb, remind me of the garden tomb in Jerusalem. I had the privilege to visit it last year and also some of the other holy sites in Jerusalem, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and uh, the Old City. This next inspiration will bring back memories of Jerusalem to any of you who have visited there.
0: Like a candle in the night, it's nightlight.
1: The Cross in the Bus Station by Ian Bach It was Easter in Jerusalem. The cries of merchants rang out through the narrow cobblestone streets of the old city and the all-pervading scent of a thousand exotic spices hung in the air. Colourful Palestinian embroidery festooned stalls displaying glittering oriental jewellery. Rhythmic Arabic pop songs blasted from music shops as throngs of tourists, pilgrims and locals mingled. Beneath the surface gaiety There was tension, however. Small groups of Israeli soldiers nervously fingered automatic weapons on every corner. Inside the high stone walls of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, mysterious low chants echoed through the darkened halls. Black-robed priests swung censers that dispensed incense into the stale air. I walked silently with a few companions through winding corridors that seemed to have no end, but eventually descended into numbing cold, where the feeble light of lamps on the walls was swallowed up by dark, repulsive shadows. A priest barked a stinging rebuke at a mortified tourist who had unwittingly stepped across an invisible line on the stone floor onto forbidden holy ground. Was this really the place where Jesus was laid to rest and rose again to inspire his followers to spread light, love, truth, and freedom throughout the world? Later, we visited the Garden Tomb, a more recent archaeological find that some have suggested as an alternative possibility for the site where Jesus' body was entombed. Excavations have revealed a first-century garden In which there is a humble tomb hewn out of a rock face. In front of the entrance to the tomb is a distinct rut where a stone would have been rolled to close it. Other findings seem to indicate that it may have been considered a holy place by early believers. There was a serenity among the garden's winding paths, shaded by olive and pine trees, that was hard to define. A young girl was seated near the tomb, meditating. Her face also reflected peace. Near the garden is a cliff face with a strange formation that resembles a skull. Some have postulated that this is the place of the skull referred to in the Bible where Jesus was crucified. The cliff now forms an unobtrusive backdrop to a local bus station just across the road from the Damascus Gate, one of the main entrances to the throbbing corridors of the old city. As I stood looking at the cliff and the bus station, I was struck by the apparent incongruity of the scene. In that place that might have been the scene of one of the most poignant and world-changing sacrifices in history, people were going about their simple daily lives, trying to make the best out of the struggle. A labourer on his way home from work bought a bus ticket and looked wearily at his watch a tired mother held a child with one hand and a shopping bag in the other a sidewalk vendor sat looking disconsolately at wares that obviously only a few had the extra cash to buy my traditional church upbringing it always seemed to suggest a long walk from the court of pontius pilate where jesus was condemned to a remote hilltop where he was crucified there is a green hill far away and on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, as the hymns say. But when I looked in my Bible, there it was in the Gospel of John. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. Chapter 19, verse 20. It would make sense for the Romans to have chosen a busy location to crucify Jesus and the two malefactors that died with him public executions have proven effective deterrence to crime and subversion. But I couldn't help thinking that there might have been a deeper symbolism to the location. Perhaps Jesus didn't want to be crucified in a distant, remote place, unseen and untouchable, but rather in the bustling market where he could give his ultimate witness to the people he loved, where they could see and feel his pain, and where he through his sacrifice could ease theirs i could almost sense those tender tear-filled eyes still looking out over the divided city saying father forgive them for they know not what they do luke chapter 23 verse 34 as our guide at the garden tomb informed us archaeology is at best a science of educated guesses He didn't claim to know exactly where Jesus had been crucified or buried. And neither do I. It doesn't really matter. But if I had to choose an Easter setting, I think I would choose the Easter of the garden tomb. The dark interior of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre reminded me too much of the agony of introspection and self-flagellation, the aching darkness of suppressed guilt. By contrast, the garden tomb resonated peace and freedom that was as invigorating as the breeze that stirred the olive branches, as refreshing as the scent of the pine needles on the balmy April air. And if I have a choice, I'll abandon the stylized, rarefied, inaccessible crucifix on the remote hill in favor of the cross near the city gate the cross that touches our daily lives with the fragrance of its humility, the universality of its empathy, the nearness of its concern, that still bleeds to see the pain we mortals inflict on each other and longs to redeem us.
6: Do you ever
1: wonder
6: why you go through this life? With so many questions inside You wonder what it would be like To be always strong And never have to cry the time you go to sleep at night, you never felt so blue. Well, I wish you'd open up your eyes, cause Jesus loves you and
1: needs you he wants you he wants a relationship with you and that's why he died for you beautiful song there from full moon called under the olive tree and as i was saying about visiting jerusalem last year all of these places that you read about in the bible of course they're still there the garden of gethsemane is still there and the same olive trees that jesus and his disciples used to sit and relax under they're still there now over 2,000 years old. You can see the rock where Jesus agonized and sweat blood. It's still there. They built a little church around it now. And of course, the Garden of Gethsemane is at the foot of the Mount of Olives, just as the Bible describes. If you go to the top of the Mount of Olives. You can see the same view of the old city of Jerusalem and where the temple once stood, where Jesus prophesied in Matthew chapter 24 that not one stone of the temple would still be standing upon another. Well, I'm going to post on the Nightlight Show's Facebook page some photos I took in Jerusalem last year of the Garden Tomb, the Mount of Olives, and some of the other biblical places associated with the Easter story. So, if you're interested in viewing those, you can go and visit our Nightlight Shows Facebook page.
0: Shining bright through the dark night. You're listening to Nightlight.
1: Experience of an Eyewitness by Keith Phillips. I've read arguments on both sides of the resurrection fact or fable debate. My biggest surprise was that logic seems to be on the side of those who believe the accounts in the four Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles. I've believed for years, but as a matter of faith rather than logic. Skeptics say it's completely illogical to believe a story about someone who was brutally executed, sealed in a tomb for three days and three nights, coming back to life and appearing to his friends and followers. But is it? Here's one argument that I found especially compelling. Both believers and skeptics acknowledge that Jesus' disciples were willing to state their lives on their story about encounters with the risen Savior. And remember, these were the same people who, by their own admission, had been discouraged, doubting, and in hiding for fear of their lives just a few days before seeing Him and beginning to spread the story far and wide. Was it a fabrication? Would they have been willing to suffer the consequences they did – beatings, imprisonment and even death – for a fabrication? As one analyst put it, under such pressures liars confess their deceptions and betray their cohorts. Jesus' disciples didn't. Clearly, they believed what they preached. So did the apostle Paul, who had been among the disciples' most rabid persecutors, until the resurrected Jesus appeared to him. For Paul and the other eyewitnesses, it wasn't a matter of reason or logic or even blind faith, but experience. They had all experienced the risen Saviour. And so have I. No, Jesus hasn't appeared to me in bodily form, but my experience with him has been every bit as real and every bit as wonderful As the old song goes, you ask me how I know he lives? He lives within my heart. assurance. That's Christy Gibson in the garden. You're with Nightlight and you're listening to a special Easter edition. We have time for one more inspiration and one more song.
0: Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight.
1: Not long before his death in 1990, the British journalist Malcolm Muggeridge wrote, I see my ancient carcass prone between the sheets stained and worn like a scrap of paper dropped in the gutter and hovering over it myself like a butterfly, released from its chrysalis stage and ready to fly away. Are caterpillars told of their impending resurrection? How in dying they will be transformed from poor earth crawlers into creatures of the air with exquisitely painted wings? If told, do they believe it? I imagine the wise old caterpillars shaking their heads. No, it can't be. It's a fantasy. And so it is with us. We've been told in the Bible what happens, or at least what can happen, to our souls, the real us, when we come to the end of this life and shed our earthly bodies. And like those caterpillars, we have been given the choice to believe it or not. That's the crunch The pivotal point, the one condition on which the door to eternal life in heaven hinges, belief. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus said. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. John chapter 11, verse 25. The miracle of Easter is that because Jesus didn't remain in the grave, we don't have to either. We don't have to suffer eternal separation from God as the payment for our sins. After taking that punishment for us, Jesus rose to life again, and because he lives, we can live also. All it takes is belief in Jesus' redeeming sacrifice. And you just might be surprised at how little faith it takes. If all you can muster is the prayer of one, desperate man in the Bible Lord help my unbelief Mark 9 24 you're opening your mind and heart to Jesus and giving him a chance to prove himself and he will Oh
4: my Lord I beseech thee Oh Wash away, wash away my sin. I have been very foolish. Please.
1: Philip Johnson bringing us to the end of this special Easter edition of Nightlight. Hope you've enjoyed it. Our website is at radioact.org if you'd like to listen or download past Nightlight shows. There's 108 shows there now. Also, please do visit and like our Nightlight Shows Facebook page. And don't forget that I'm posting those photos there of places in Jerusalem that relate to the Easter story. And the link to this program will also be there if you want to pass it on to others so they can listen over the Easter period. This is Simon saying bye for now. Happy Easter. And I look forward to being back with you next time for
2: another edition of Nightlight. God bless you. Nightlight.